Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. Well, good afternoon, Amanda. And how are you? It's afternoon time. So I'm like, and I just consumed this. That's what I consumed, which has a great deal of caffeinated stuff and sugars. So I'm like super hypey. Hypey is hyper. Hypey. Oh, this will be a fun day. I might. (laughs) I am well. Now, the last time I recorded, I was in my my beach cover-up in my bed eating um, Alfredo. So I'm Alfredo. not that notch, you know, but I'm, I'm pretty well. It's true. <laughs> it's, it's very true. I was kind of a little jealous. But hey, today, I'm so excited. Also hypey, apparently. But I'm I'm very excited. We have guests again for the first Yay. time in like months. We do have friends. We do, we do have friends. And I don't even, did you have to pay them? Is that, is that why they're on? I mean, we haven't discussed the exchange rate yet, so I guess it'll be after the camera. I, I think it'll be a trip to Miami. Yeah, there we go. Oh, zing. All right. So we have our friends, Andy and Corey Wheeler, on uh, the podcast today. We're pretty excited about that. And we have told them nothing about what we're going to discuss today on purpose. Because I was like, you know, they're really smart people. They can get this. We're going to ask them one question and that's it one question i'm a little scared so here's the question that we want to talk about who who is jesus who is jesus that's it that's the that's the question who is jesus why are you just looking at me because you're the smart one no no (laughs) i'm the simple one you're the deep one but, but the, the beauty of the question of who is Jesus is that it is both simple and deep and life-changing or transformative, potentially, based on how you answer that question, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you think of Matthew chapter 16, right? We talked about this last week, is Jesus asked the disciples, who do people say that I am? And they have their answers, right? And yeah. then he says, okay, who do you say that I am? And Peter responds. We all know Peter's response. Very famous response, right? You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Mm -hmm. But as Christians, this is a, this is a question of fundamental question, question of our faith is who is Jesus? So hand it off. You know, the, the answer is going to be different for everybody because Jesus is different in how we relate to him. Um, You know, we, we all have our thoughts and of what he is and who he is to us. Um, so of course my answer is going to be different than anybody else's because that's how in my simple mind, you know, how I view him, mm-hmm. um, you know, I view him as a friend. I view him as, um, somebody who's trustworthy somebody who I can share anything with, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, and I, I, I've said this to, I think my women's ministries before, you know, I struggle with viewing him as a dad, as a father, um, because I don't necessarily have the best relation. I mean, I have a relationship with my dad. Um, but it's, it's, in relation to seeing, you know, 
Jesus and God is my father, it's, it's skewed, um, my view on that. And so, um, I struggle with that a little bit. Um, and I know other people, you know, view, view him as that for them. Um, you know, I just, um, I, I also view him as my provider. Mm -hmm. Um, something that I love is, <laughs> is stability. Um, and so, and, you know, something in our house, like I take care of all of our finances. And so I, I get down on myself a lot because I'm like, okay, I hope we have enough until the next pay period. Um, you know, we do tithe and, and so, you know, I know that we'll be taken care of. And so I kind of kick myself sometimes because I'm like, why do I doubt that he's not going to take care of us? Because he has always provided for us. Yeah. Yeah. Always. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and sometimes like on Thursday nights, you know, the night before you get paid, I, I look at our account and I'm like, this is way more than I thought we'd ever have, mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, so for me, he's my provider. He's my friend. Um, you know, I think that's my answer for right now. Okay. Um, you know, I do enjoy getting to know him more in different aspects of my life and where I need, where I need to trust him more. Um, and, you know, trying to do that is hard. Yeah. Um, especially I will say with my children, it's hard. Um, but uh, that's my answer for right now. All right. Hey, I appreciate it. It was off the cuff. We gave you no prep time. Nope, you didn't. That was great. That was good. Okay, Andy, what you got for me? Well, uh, I mean, when first I asked the question, you know, who is Jesus? Uh, all I could think of was uh, the song my mom and dad used to sing all the time. It's an old Sydney Sydney Cox song. Uh, he's the same today as yesterday, my great unchanging friend. Uh, and and the, the those, I mean, that's the start of the chorus. And then it's uh, next line. He's the same today as yesterday, just the same unto the end. By his mighty power, he holds me in his arms of love and folds me. He's the same today as yesterday, my great unchanging friend. That That's all I could really think of, uh, you know, initially. And, and you know, um, I guess the thing I'd say about it is um, I think that that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, and because our perception of him changes all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is definitely unchanging. Mm -hmm. But if if he has never been more than what he is right now or never will be more than what he is right now, then we're not doing it right um if that makes any sense so it does yeah the great unchanging friend yes he it doesn't change but when we have the opportunity to learn and, and grow and and deepen that that uh this that that love and adoration of him then then he does change for us um and so i think that's that's all i can think of i, I as much as i love the song and it's a catchy little you know little tune and all that stuff i i just think that if if that's all we ever, it, like, if we just continue to stay with that, then, then he'll never be more than just a friend. And, 
you know, he he is worthy of of more. No no one can hold more uh, ability, <laughs> you know, than than Jesus. So you know, personally, um, I mean, he's he's my comforter, my advocate, my my crutch. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he I I can't. Um, I I don't feel like I have a whole lot to offer. Um, but then I'm I'm reminded because of Jesus, you know, he, he's able to redeem everything. So I, I don't have to have much to offer. I just have to be willing to offer it. And um, so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's amazing. And um, so I guess that's probably the, the quick and dirty of it, you know, for me, like I just, um, I don't know. I, I've, I found myself a couple of years ago, somebody, somebody challenged me. I don't remember who it was or if it was in a book or something, but a couple of years ago, I, I got this challenge of uh, when was the last time you asked God to help you love him more, mm. you know? And I was like, wait, what? And they said, so yeah, when was the last time you asked God to help you love him more? And, and I, I couldn't answer cause I never thought that way. Right. Mm -hmm. like I, what, what do you mean? Like, we usually say, God, help me to, you know, walk away from this cookie or, walk, you know, help me. Like I say that as I just finished all these cookies that Dorothy made, they're delicious. But, you know, it's stuff like that. Or God, help me, uh, you know, Corey already had said it, that help me make sure we can meet, you know, our, our finances will, will hold up and, you know, all of that stuff. We're so busy asking for things we consider to be needs, you know, that we just, we haven't or I mean at least in my life I didn't ask God to help me love him more um yeah. or or his word and uh when I started praying that way man my perspective changed entirely mm -hmm. um you start thinking about people differently and um yeah so and and I think gosh I mean he's incredible if I had to put one word to it um Jesus is incredible um, and he's had tons of opportunities to, to walk away from me and, uh, hasn't, you know, um, so he's, he's right where I left him every single time. I, I like what you said, um, what well, I liked about what you said, but, um, the, the part about, you know, when I was just kind of reminded of that other chorus, you know, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, oh, yeah. how I proved him or and or Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Oh, for grace. To trust him more, yeah, and that is a grace, right? To trust and love him more, and I, and I was, I was thinking, you know, um, it does, it changes, especially I think how you treat other people, because when you are really trying to pay attention to what does God love, what does, what does Jesus love? Sorry, we're in my laundry room, and it's hot. She thinks it's cold, so we put on a heater. And Corey has like Mercy. ten blankets on right now, and like two, so we're dying. Two blankets, and now we're sweating. So, um, okay, ADHD, back it up. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, you pay attention to what Jesus loves. You really do start to pay attention to people different because you're saying God loves them. I don't know why. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> I can't find it. Amen. But for grace to find it, right? For grace to trust Him that He loves them, 
Yeah. That he has a purpose for them, that they it matters that they're mm -hmm. here, that there is something beyond that I'm not seeing that I can when I tap into Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that he can show me because I'm trying to love him more. By default, I end up loving others more because he loves them. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, you know, when you've been married a while, um, you kind of start, well, not Jenny, okay, but or a deep friend, okay, well, <laughs> but you kind of start, it feels like, nope, sure don't, you start, end up liking the same thing sometimes, right? <clears throat> like, it, you kind when of does just, that happen? You do? Well, sometimes. <laughs> Com complaining is a thing you guys can do together, that's fine. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Or you okay? Maybe a bad analogy. Bad no bad analogies with Amanda. Another segment. All right. Is that time already? <laughs> time of our show. We're bad analogies. Um, we, but you know, or, or we've been friends for that. Oh, I get it done? What? We need a theme song for that segment. Get bad it done. Analogies. Okay. Uh, you you end up when you've been married a while. Sometimes some things that you didn't have in common, like kind of come together. That's. That's why people end up dressing the same eventually. I don't know. <laughs> some people. Some people. Some people. Well, officers. not not often. Well, we do. We all wear the same thing. So true. <laughs> by by default, through no choice of our own, usually. Usually we're usually. Yeah, I like that. That's that's a great answer. Usually. That's for me. I I would say. I'm going to say this because I it's on my mind. We're doing, we're studying Daniel at, and you know that in, in uh, Mankato and um, last week we finished up on chapter four okay. and chapter four is just, uh, I mean, it's it, for any of your listeners out there, Daniel is just a remarkable book and yeah. it's so timely, um, you know, especially thinking about the climate of our society okay there i won't say anything yep. else about that part but yeah. um but it but in daniel 4 you know uh nebuchadnezzar had this vision and it was about um well it was kind of scary to him right yeah and um and none of his none of his friends could help him figure it out and so then he got daniel involved again mm -hmm. right so this is now the second time and daniel comes in and um you know, and he shares some some of the vision, but then you can you can kind of see uh, Daniel's heart being you know really challenged, uh, being concerned almost. He had forged you know fifteen to twenty five years or so worth of a relationship with Nebuchadnezzar, and um, and he and he loved him. And uh, and there's this part after all of the explanation because uh, it's not going to end well for Nebuchadnezzar, right? Like there's just going to be this, this time, this, you know, potentially seven years worth of, of uh, you know, it's going to catch up to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so Daniel says, he said to Nebuchadnezzar afterwards, if, if only my King would heed my words, God may relent. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and so Dr. Shane Wood is the guy who's, who's taken us through the study. And he said, there's, there's only two ways to to destroy your enemies. Um, you know, the first is to kill them, and the second, far more effective, is to convert them. Right. Uh, and and so just the idea that that Daniel loved Nebuchadnezzar enough as an enemy, he was the enemy king, right? Mm -hmm. um, that pulled Daniel and all of the the 
great young Israelite uh, house. Um, and he was a king and that was evil. And Daniel loved him anyway and said, yeah. if only if only you would just change, you know, change your ways. God, God's anger may uh, God may relent and, mm -hmm. and um, back up. And uh, I, I think that a lot too, like with what, what Amanda was talking about with uh, if we're loving Jesus the right way, we're going to start loving other people the mm -hmm. way he would, even though it doesn't make any sense to us. Um, and, and I, I often look in the mirror and, and don't feel like I'm lovable and don't, and know, or I'll do or say something and then I'll go, Oh, that was not very lovable, mm. you know? And, and then I think, I feel like Jesus is just sitting there going, well, yeah, but you know, here we are. So, <laughs> you know, like I just, so that's, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, that, that was on my mind because of, yeah. of Amanda's ramblings. Yes, I do. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> no, that's good. One of the things as you guys were both talking, I was thinking of something that Amanda and I, I don't think we recorded it. I think it was in part of our conversation. Um, independent of record being on, but Listen, you guys how, should always record. This, yeah, this every minute. No, after dark. Yeah. After dark. After dark. That's but a whole different play. podcast. <laughs> like after hours podcast. Well, It'd be a private one. Anyway, just record it and let me listen. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> At any rate, uh, we were talking about how some of the challenge we have with people is that. Each and most people, they're the protagonist, main character of their own lives, right? It's like their life is a movie and they're the main character and everybody else around them, mm -hmm. friends, family, the shop person, the taxi driver, the fill in the blank, right? Everybody else is, is supporting cast. The main event, which is you, right? And the, the challenge with that as we need to lean into maturity is that that's not the case. We human beings are all the supporting cast that's right to the main character main event main protagonist of god yeah and so if we think of jesus as the main character and we're the sidekick that right. changes our perspective then jesus is our sidekick right sure because he's not our sidekick right. right that's right yeah you're not supposed to be Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> right. So if he is, friends, if, if you're treating Jesus like your sidekick, um, please pick up the book of Matthew and Mark yeah. and Luke and or, John. Yeah. Right. I'm just thinking, okay, apparently or, this is a or, musical. Or Acts. Or, or, or Acts. Uh, yeah. I'm just thinking a musical current, but there's this song, Me and Jesus, we got our own thing going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's this old country. So anyway. But well, it's just like me and Jesus somebody, got our own thing going. Somebody somebody had mentioned a country star in Sunday school yesterday, and I said, I've never even heard of that person. And they're like, what? You don't listen to country music. I don't I either. Said, I just remember this song. They said, well, you, you clearly don't listen to country music. I said, not on purpose. And then everybody looked at me like I was an idiot. It was great. No, but I'm I... like, dude, it's southern Minnesota. It's still Minnesota, for God's sake. What are you talking <laughs> about? Together. Country music. Gross. <laughs> but I heard that song actually in a church, and I was thinking, that's funny. This is wrong sorry that's a that's an inside joke about oh, my husband um, who is the most mildest and gentlest soul that ever walked this sweet sweet earth but he got up to preach in front of all of us when we were in oh, training 
right and after. It, and he showed a terrifying puppet show, and oh, that went awful. Wrong, 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 wrong. And then that was, scared everybody, and it was amazing. It was awesome. People left the people left the chapel in was, terror. Fled, oh, man. fled the chapel. It was great. Impactful is what we mean. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I mean great. Every bit of it. That's awesome. Wrong. Anyway, that's why I wanted to say that these weird people thinking, me and Jesus, we got our own thing going. It's like, what? It's like that. It's that oh my gosh. Wow. So, yeah. that rabbit to took off on a trail. God, I know what we're going to do today. Yeah, she, <laughs> like Phineas and Ferb. So what? That would make a great series of that skits. Would be so funny. Wouldn't it? Yeah. What's oh, that word? What's that, that word you used? The Jamie Grace is the one. What's that word you used in what? training? I never heard of it. It's like all these vignettes. Vignettes. Yeah. I was like, yeah. what is a series that? of Phineas like, and Ferb? My favorite kind of vignette is raspberry on the. Oh, we're not oh, talking about. That's a vinegar. Oh, vinegar. <laughs> Get some class, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> this is why, friends, this is why we want people on. We just did so much more fun. Amanda and I have heard all, all of the jokes already. <laughs> We're getting old, so our material's kind of dry. Yeah. A little yeah. rusty. So Never. <laughs> oh no, I think I think it's such a it's such a helpful practice in the church for people to get together and have discussions about, you know, who is Jesus? What does living life in relationship with him mean? Because what we I think can happen is it Christianity does get stale, right? It does. It's the same old, same old. Oh yeah. We're preaching in the gospels. It's Lent. We're, you know, it's Easter, it's Good Friday, it's Christmas or whatever. And we can make these stories so stale, like it's a dried out piece of bread that you left and didn't have the the bread bag closed properly. Right. And the fact is that it's not, yeah. and it shouldn't be right. The word is living and active. Right. Hebrews says that uh, Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever, but he still is transforming people's minds and hearts on a daily basis. If we submit to him, if we surrender to him, if we seek him out, um, just like Andy, you said, you know, every time I've left, he's been right there when I've come back. Like, hey, here you are still here waiting for me to get out of my stupidity. That's my words, not your words. Um, That's fair, though. I mean, yeah, it fits. So I just, um, I talked about this on, on Sunday at church. We have an open testimony time. And so there was a young man that I knew in the church that we went through um, uh, soldiership classes, which is the Salvation Army version of catechism, where we learn why we believe what we believe. And um, yeah, so that's how I describe it. Um, and everything was, you know, good. He was, he was actually, I started with 10. He was the last holdout. So he's like, he's the one who actually made it to the end. Um because I guess I'm boring or something. I don't know what happened, but he was the guy. So he stayed to the end on his, um, enroll, uh, the day before his enrollment, um, he, he called me, he was in a, just in a bad way saying, um, I've had a relapse, um, into fentanyl and got kicked out of my house. I need you to do something to take care of me. I was like, I let, I'll bring you over to the uh, adult rehabilitation center right now. And he was like, I'm not, I don't want to go there. You know, and I'm like, well, that's the place we're going to go. And so then he wouldn't tell me where he was. And I called him like throughout the day and I could just tell like progressively throughout the day he's going to get worse. So he was with a group of people and I was like, something sounds bad there. It's going to go bad. 
tell me where you are. I'm going to come get you. He kept saying, no, you've never even done anything for me. Forget the church. He was using a lot more colorful language than that. Never call me again. So about a month passed, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he's been on my mind and just kind of like being really sad about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Well, Friday, he comes into the core and he looks awful. He's about 40 pounds lighter. His face is gaunt. And he just fell into my arms and he starts to weep. And so I just held him for like a really long time. And he kept saying, I'm so sorry. I should have went when you said, I'm so sorry. Um, and I said, it's okay. It's okay. And he said, I, I died three times. I died three times since you, since you talked to me. Wow. And on this, cause he just kept going darker and deeper. And, and he said, this last one, I was in a house. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know who I was with. I was going in and out of consciousness. I woke up in the in an ambulance shouting, what are you doing? Something, a voice was telling him, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he had come back in. So he, he said, I, I got to go where I know they'll take care of me. So he came into the, the church crying and he just said, would you, would you allow me back? Mm. I said, you were never kicked out. Right. You were never kicked out. Right. Of course, you were never gone. Like, you know what I mean? And in, in our collective mindset, you're never like, well, we're done with that guy. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. dead to us now. He made a stupid choice. He cursed me out. He's dead to me now, whatever. Like I said, you were never gone from the collective. Yeah. But it made me think, um, God is that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we in our own shame sometimes dig ourselves a little sin pit and we just like like to hang out in there. We go deeper and deeper because we're so scared of the light and being found out that we keep digging a deeper and deeper and deeper hole. But the whole time, God is, Jesus is up there just making a bigger rope. All right. You want to go down? All right. I'm just going to keep adding onto my rope and you let me know when you want to come out of there. And it's not a thing of so we could we come out. He's like, well, I told you you were stupid or whatever. I mean, maybe because he talks to me that way, kind of. But he's <laughs> usually nicer to other people. But he's there. He, it, it's more of a, I'm so glad you're back. Yeah. And that is yeah. how I felt with this guy. I am so glad to see you. Yeah. Praise God, you're not dead. Yeah. Right. You know, and it doesn't. You know, it was a hiccup. I, I know God still has plans for him because I don't, I believe God has plans for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, and I think the devil knows that God has plans for him too. And that's kind of where this whole shebang came from. Um, But, but I was thinking about how sometimes I view God in like, he's like mad at me or like somehow I just need to do more to earn his favor to make up for my stupidity in the past that mm-hmm. I got to do more and be more and whatever more. But he's like, I'm just glad you're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and we talk about who is Jesus? That's, that's kind of how my, my picture of who he is. He is the redeemer and the restorer. Amen. Um, and he doesn't do it like a jerk. Sometimes we just think God's a jerk. <laughs> well, and the night, the, the thing about him too is, um, we just have to say the word, yeah, you know, and we're in or we're back in, <laughs> yeah, you know, and we don't, you know, this, this is to kind of, you know, how you're thinking, you know, we don't have to do more. Yeah. We don't, I mean, yes, we need to learn more about him and how our relationship is and 
grow in that, but um, to just say, you know, Jesus, please forgive me. This is what I've done. And bam, you're back in. You don't have to work harder, mm -hmm. you know? So I think um, I do feel bad for people who feel like they have to work more to gain his favor. Right. Because we don't have to. Right. Because that's the thing with Christ. His work on the cross was sufficient. Yep. Well, and I can appreciate that, you know, um, we have his favor. Mm -hmm. And because we have his favor, I just... I don't know. I want to, I want to tell them how grateful I am. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, the only way I can do that is by continuing to surrender and, mm -hmm. you know, trust and, and, uh, to, you know, they say, uh, you gotta dig a little deeper, right. For <laughs> all the, the princess and the frog song. Um, you know, you just gotta dig a little deeper and mm -hmm. anyhow, I, I, yeah, I've, I've never felt, um, thankfully, I don't think I've ever felt like doing, uh, being obedient was was going to, you know, secure a, a yeah. higher place in heaven for me. I, I'm so glad I I've never had to wrestle with that concept. But yeah. but I I will tell you that I've never felt closer to God than when I was being obedient. Mm. And uh, and so I I think there's such a beautiful benefit to it that that I would I don't want to know what life would be like without that. You know, mm -hmm. like I. Again, it's not because I know I'm not to, you know, putting another uh, jewel in my crown or any of that stuff. Like it, that's not what it's about. You know, it's we, I, I choose to be obedient because I love him. You know, he's loved me enough to, you know, provide for me the thing I couldn't, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's awfully sad. Mm -hmm. You know, when people are like, oh, if I, if I go to church three times this week, then I'll mm -hmm. be extra saved you know and <laughs> yeah right mike michael jr is a comedian he talks about something he said he said he said you ever you ever have a friend who's over saved <laughs> like like it's like the thing i'm like hey man I, i'm thirsty and he's like better be thirsty for the lord thirsty for jesus the blood of jesus what dude what <laughs> give me a break yeah it's great yeah i don't Indeed. know if the sponsors or not but michael jr would be a great one if he's, if he's out here listening there you go. There you go. I mean, I noticed that you didn't mention the the beverage of choice you had before this because <laughs> you don't have any, you don't have any sponsors and nothing nothing's free, right? But... Right, right. There you go. There you go. I just showed them what I drank, That's um, right. which was Mountain Dew. So oh, just wow. sure. like, yes, I, mean, I said hey, it. But if they want to, just making sure nobody is misunderstanding what. Oh, I no, might no. have consumed it. <laughs> oh, wait. You said no, caffeinated. You, you had a drink, not a drink. Right. <laughs> That's right. And you said, true, you said true. very clearly caffeinated and sugary. So Caffeinated and sugary, I yes. I don't think any of us would, would have mis misconstrued that. I hope not. But but let's go back because write this, write this ship just a little bit here. Oh. So as you're, you're talking, each of you, about, you know, what what is the source or what is the, why are we being obedient? It's the, it's the flow of how this progresses, right? We're not obedient to get God's right. favor, but we're obedient in response to That's God's right. favor. Because right. we just know God's smarter than us. Well, Praise Jesus. I like in holiness to really, it's Jeez. just 
giving more things over to God because he's right. smarter. He's right. smarter. And his way, like, is is the best way. And I can just trust that. that he, so well, well, and when you do, you have so much peace. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's... I, I said that's cool because I was I've taken this uh holiness course from the Eastern Territory and the first night it, they talked about holiness and they said, you know, a lot of times people think that that holiness is like uh is like the you know the initial crisis of faith, right? Like the mm -hmm. salvation thing. And and they're like, and it it it's it is not like ho holiness is not that that boom you're saved thing it's it's basically everything you're doing after that mm -hmm. you know it's this more it's the holiness aspect is like the real relationship part and i was like good grief i mean it just is something it was so simple um and i just didn't hadn't heard it uh positioned that way and i was just like wow i sure like that you know because i i understand being set apart from and mm -hmm. set apart to i get those things but they're like, yeah, this is not one of those uh, quick crisis of faith. It's a, it's a continual crisis of faith, mm -hmm. and you need to, you know, establish and, and pursue a relationship. That is what holiness would look like. This mm -hmm. is, you know, relational. Yeah. Well, I think as go ahead. <clears throat> I think your thing will be better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, as you get closer to the Lord then the sin that you do still have feels even more sinful. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Right, because of your close proximity to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So the more holy you are, it's, it's so overstated, right? But, like, you'll feel yeah. more inadequate, insufficient. Yeah, yeah. And that's not all bad, friends, because as we grow in the Lord, He is this our sufficiency. If we think that we can be sufficient right. on our own, that's the that's the Pharisaical look. That's the Sadducees. Like, yeah. dude, we got it. We're following this law perfectly. Well, you missed the whole point of the law. Yeah. <laughs> the so I always go ahead. My my congregation will know if anyone listens. I don't know. They hear me talk enough, probably. But they um I always say this, you know, if if you do something bad, you should feel bad. Yeah. If you don't, you're a sociopath and we can have a different, different conversation. But but feeling bad is actually a good sign. It's a sign the Holy Spirit's working. Yep. Right. Right. So let's so he's bubbling that stuff back up to the surface, making it feel heavier, saying, Hey, you know that whole big sin thing that you're carrying around? Like you don't have to. Right. Is it getting a little heavy for you? Cause so it's kind of like me when I want to carry every single grocery bag into the car at once because I don't want to walk back again. Mm -hmm. And my husband will just watch me from the door like why taking two trips I'm like what what and i'm like i'm fine and I like pull a disc in my back and he's like <laughs> literally did not have to do that that's how i met you know but i was i was gonna say before have you ever taught a group of uh kids particularly middle age middle school boys how to do anything not recently can you teach middle school boys to do anything? <laughs> well, I find I found no matter what I'm teaching, there is always one kid who's like, I already know. I know. I, got I already know. I know. I know how to do that. I got you. I got, got you. Right. So I you're, got you. I got you. Yeah. I, and like they don't. And you're the teacher. And so you're like, no, like, yeah, no, you right, don't. Go ahead. But you go want, ahead. but that's the thing. You do like, let me see it. 
Let me, yeah. okay, what do you got? Right. And then pretty soon they'll realize I do not got this. Right. And then <laughs> they're a little more like, yeah, okay. You can show me how, right. That's how I see holiness. We try to do all this stuff <laughs> on our own. And God's like, Oh, okay. Oh yeah. That was a choice. Hey, all right. What are you doing now? What you... What's that all about? <laughs> and when we can say, okay, maybe, maybe I don't know. <laughs> can you show me? He's like, yes, I can. <laughs> oh, I love that. Now you want my help? Okay. Yes. <laughs> God is sassy in my mind. I don't know. It's <laughs> funny. Well, he made the platypus. So that's true. That's true. That. Yeah. I think Jesus is hilarious and has lots of sass. I think the walking on water story, funniest story in the Bible. Almost. No way. Hilarious. Are you kidding me? Why? You serious? Yes. Yes, For real? So funny. Why? Because he's like, y'all go ahead on the boat. I'm going to go up on this mountain. Okay. So he's like, do, do, do up the mountain. They're in the middle. A big storm comes. Then what does Jesus do? He's like, check this out. Like, and then, you know, you see him and they're so freaked out. They're like, it's a ghost. I- that, that, that's one of my favorite in the, all of the Gospels. That's one of my favorite things the disciples say. Yeah. They thought he was a ghost. <laughs> you know what I said in my, in my, in my Gospels class? My gospel's class, they said, What's the key word? And I was like, ghost. And they're like, What? And I was like, Yeah, it means ghosts are real. And they were like, Shut up. <laughs> but I'm like, for Jesus to just for Jesus to do like it, it's uh, hilarious. Yeah, now he uses it for an important point. But I would be wrong if he was not walking out of that water being like, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I, anyway. I kind of think I kind of think the funniest the funniest part of scripture is what may not have actually happened, right? Like the that part of John, like the whole woman caught in adultery thing. Like, uh-huh. Uh <laughs> look at like all right, let him without sin. So, Guess the first stone. Writing some stuff. I, can, I feel like he's just like looking up. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it, Dad. Don't thank you. <laughs> you know, like I just think that whole story is like <laughs> <laughs> not funny man not funny <laughs> but anyone who doesn't find the bible interesting is doing it wrong that's great because uh i yeah. you know we, we talked about this in my first congregation they didn't really know the bible so we went through the whole old testament when it was for five years the entire old testament story by story and so this one guy went to this is better than hbo yeah. <laughs> we were in the book of judges so he's oh my gosh <laughs> and i was like i know <laughs> I, I tell my congregation a lot judges is an r-rated movie if it was <laughs> like if it was made into a movie it would be r-rated so please yeah, don't yeah. tell me that the bible is boring right right you're, you're reading the wrong parts yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't get hung up in the genealogy right <clears throat> although there is some oh, merit there there's some but, good bits oh absolutely yeah. great merit or in numbers when they list off the numbers of the tribes that's cool nerd he no, is. Is. i actually do find it cool we already know how i feel about the old testament i mean <laughs> oh shite we're all nerds it's like just uh, a nerd fest. For yourself. maybe not Corey. apparently no, I'm not. Corey's the cool kid Corey makes being a nerd cool no i am not a nerd that's what i actually that's what i aspire to i, oh, I, I would love to make being a nerd cool again but... i think you're cool Oh, because you're a nerd. 
Oh, absolutely a good love you guys. This is super fun. Isn't, aren't you glad you came? I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, yes. glad, I'm glad I came. I got to be on so I could see my friend Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's nice. Aw. Hey, anytime, friend, we can get together on Zoom and have a good long Bible discussion. Awesome, awesome. Well, anything else, Hoshite? Do you have a final word? We can, you know, stop the recording and then keep talking. You don't think I've talked too much? <laughs> um, that was a weird noise. Jesus is great. Um, he has brought us together, us, you know, individuals from different okay. backgrounds and different things, but we can be united under the fact that we love Jesus. Amen. And, um, that is a really cool thing in a world that aims to divide so often. Yeah. And even in the, the church has not had a great rap of unity either. Right. Um, but when we can look at people from way different areas and be like, you know what? We can be reunited under this one thing. And this one thing is enough. Mm -hmm. Right. That we yeah. love. Definitely. I think that we get hung up on details that sometimes we've had this conversation. The the stuff that doesn't matter is the stuff we get hung up on. Yeah. We gotta reevaluate what hills we need to die on. Yeah. So but no, that's awesome. Well, friends, we will have you on again at some juncture down the road because you're just fun to have on and we always have an enjoyable time. So uh Amanda, God bless you. Bye. So we can be a blessing to others. Alrighty. We'll catch you guys next time.